Mo, it's Monday, Monday, Mon- innit? Yeah, uh, it's Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday. <laughs> me, 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 Isn't me, that about me. that that girl that went on like a mad... She just woke up on Monday morning and killed a load of people um, and they arrested her and said, what did you do? And she goes, I just don't like Mondays. Yeah, it was something like that. Wasn't it Bob Geldof who did that song? Yeah, I just don't like... Was it, I don't like Mondays. I don't know, I'm not a Bob Geldof fan, but I'm sure that was the story behind yeah. that song. A silicon chip inside the head and went into overdrive or something <laughs> Was he? What was Nobody's he? Nobody's gonna go to school today. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The lesson today is how to die. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, Bob. Calm down. There we go. What was he in? Um, what band's he in? Uh, Rat Pack. Is oh, it? That was it. The Rat Some Pack. Rat? Yeah. It's a Rat Pack. Billy and you've been caught. Is that right? Yeah. It's probably not cheesy right. like songs. Yeah. I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Lost. I've lost. Lost me. Music. Music. Monday. Monday. So how's everyone doing? It's not even Monday, it's Sunday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Monday. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? All good. You? What did you, uh, what did you, how long did you stay for last night then, Rob? Did you? It's about half ten. It wasn't half too ten. late, no. It was all good. We got back to sense of time. Yep. You know how did you get back? Taxi. Taxi. Walked. Taxi. You walked. <laughs> walked. walked from Carrying everyone. <laughs> Rob bought a Big Mac round. We went to my sister's house for a Did that ever get eaten? No. Or a Big Mac round that was like left over from the night before, just for the crack. And my mum just for some reason thought it was fake. She thought there was a, fa- it was like this fake was Big like Mac cons- conspiracy. Conspiracy around not the big, big Mac. It's, it's not, not a real Big Mac. Like why? What do you think it the is? Pa- the packaging's wrong. The it's packaging's wrong. Because that's what it came in. Hannah yeah, like Rob has robbers like <laughs> specifically re- redone, printed out, but changed slightly the packaging just to fool you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spent all that time and effort. Like I feel like she wasn't thinking through what Did she was saying. Did you make that Big Mac? Like help design that packaging. Um, uh, well. Because I was saying to mum, she goes, "It's fake." And I was like, "Hannah designed that." Yeah, <laughs> I did do original. Well, I helped with with it originally. Oh, yeah, the story's like, falling apart now. I not, wasn't. No, really I haven't there. done it. I haven't. It's been a long time, like fifteen years. I'm sure it's changed in that time. Probably has. But I did, yes, work on the McDonald's packaging. See the price of a double cheeseburger's gone up, or is it one pound no? nineteen? Is that the price of a double, or is it a single? Oh, that'll be a single. That will bastards. The ninety nine p is like that was the single. It's gone now. Ninety nine p doesn't exist, but it does. Yeah. But it's gone. It's gone. It's one pound nineteen now. I think, which, which is actually an inflation of twenty percent. Yeah, what's all so that? That's, that's, that's a lie. But they did say they kept the price down for a long time. I think the beat the cheeseburger is the best burger that they do. That, I think and I say best in inverted right, commas. To be fair, still one pound nineteen. Yeah, seems it. It's not bad. It seems for dangerously a cheap. That's all right for a burger, I reckon. Yeah, like, you is. get a go- you get a burger for that. Yeah, you do. It's not yeah, bad. it's only when you start adding drinks and chips and all that. And actually that's looking right. at the burger, going, what the fuck. Yeah, is it actually a burger? To be fair, it did look like a very well constructed Big Mac as well. It's because it was like, fake. It was plastic. Because it was, yeah. it was <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was just like, what do you? Th- is it what's it then? Is it cake or is it what's this? What do you think it is if it's not a Big Mac? <laughs> yeah, what 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 is the difference? <laughs> Big Mac. Uh, well. uh, they're Mac a bit like uh, there is something quite disheartening about a McDonald's when you get it. And it doesn't look anything like the picture. You know what I mean? On the picture. Yeah, but that's the same for anything. Yeah, it is right. I've worked yeah, right. in I've worked in uh, food photography and watch you know, watching these photographers do the, you know, 
do the photography for menus and they it's it's so like basically fake like you know um if they've got like maple syrup on pancakes in a picture on like a yeah poster a bit mm. of pos whatever what's pos point of sale yeah, got, uh, what she's talking like she's in the trade they're like we're in the and trade uh, what you're on about pos yeah all right point of sale the stuff you see at the f- sale point and the piss or shit or they use they, they use like engine oil uh, instead of what? maple syrup because it's engine oil looks better on food yeah, yeah. than maple syrup yeah they, because it mo- it's more shiny in photographs they it use d- engine maple oil. syrup just like sucks in and dissipates like if you look at pictures it all sits nice and high and like glossy and it's because they use they don't use food what else do they use engine oil what they else? use like uh well they use like cotton wool to f- stuff out pies and things if you think about a pie, I'm, when you open the top of a pie, it's never like it. perfectly bulging out with the meat. It's all like just in the bottom of the pie, isn't it? That's true. So they'll like stuff the pie crust full of of like wow of stuff, you know, fucking whatever polystyrene. You can't or, trust anything. And then they just no. put a bit of the. They'll make a little like opening, and they'll just put the the, the saucy stuff over the that opening to make it's it look fuller real. than it. Nothing's no, real. Nothing so real. Like, even the pictures thing. of Big Macs, it's which like is fake food, isn't it's it? The it's engine They do yeah. to food so what they do to humans in photography. What they they just fill them like retouch them and they make like, them look like nothing oil. like they actually look like in real life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just, no that's just the way it's done, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose, you know, if it makes it more appealing to the eye, what do they say? Presentation is key. Well, you've got to try and like, you've got to make people go, oh, I want to eat that burger or oh, I'll need that pie. I don't think you have to do it with a McDonald's though because everyone knows the deal with it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, they know. It's not like yeah, it's a new thing. They're also a multi-billion dollar company. They're going to have got the money to spend on people faffing with paintbrushes and fucking bits of cotton wool to make their burgers look good. That's true. I guess. You know. What a weird world. I work with people who just spent literally years of their life cutting burgers out and chips and stuff and, just and to put them on backgrounds. On the adverts better. and stuff when they hold stuff they hold it like like that, mm. you yeah. like, I mean, no one holds a burger like that. No, nah. you know what by I mean? the head. Yeah, by the <laughs> head, like, like hands completely sort of out the way, yeah, but yeah, holding to make it, it look bigger. Yeah, yeah. I tend to eat the burgers upside down as well. I do because you imagine if this is like the the Big Mac, yeah, or whatever burger it is, it sits in this little coffin thing that it comes in. A box. And, <laughs> and yeah, that's it, box. And it's got the top bit there, isn't it? I don't go like this. I just go like that. Like like you, lift it, you lift it in turn. Oh, yeah, I just spin it into my gob. So I'm, I eat it upside down. Yeah. Rebel. Rebel. I mean, that's just the, my style when it comes to burgers. It's an unorthodox style. Rebel. I go sideways. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fold it. <laughs> Fold it. Fold a big Fold burger. <laughs> All in one. Shocking. Go so on it's hand. like uh, eating a cupcake. I've had a few people tell me that's like... But that if you take a cupcake, you know when you eat a cupcake and it's got lots of. I very icing. rarely eat cupcakes. But if, if you have a cupcake and there's lots of stuff on the top, like a big blob of icing, and yeah, it's it gets in the way. And it's it? like most of the time that first bite, you get mostly icing in your mouth, and it's gross, and it's just too much. Yeah. And it goes at your nose a bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So what you should do is you take you take the bottom of the rip the cupcake, the actual cake part in half. Right. Take the bottom off. Put it on top of the icing and make a cake sandwich. Nice. I like it. And then you don't get all that squishy wow. icing in your mouth. You get good, good cake to Mind icing blown. ratio. Next I time like I have a cupcake, try it. I'm not a fan of cupcakes, though. Well, if, if, if I went and made cupcakes downstairs... Oh, yeah, I'd eat the fuck you'd out You'd eat them. the fuck out of them. Of course you, don't, you just don't actively go out and buy cupcakes. No, I'm not doing If that, I was no. to make cupcakes, you'd be like, oh, cupcakes. That is true. 
I'm on the coffee today, so I hope my throat doesn't go. Uh, well, you were doing it. You do it anyway without the coffee. It's weird, isn't it, man? I don't want to use it. I think it's the dry weather. <coughs> feel fine, though. Yeah, in the winter, it'll be good. It's cold. It's the cold it's weather. The cold, it's cold weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frog in my throat. Makes you drink more liquid and water. To so, like stay hydrated, hence the I reason ma- I had like a massage, and the guy poked a bit oh, of yeah. muscle in the back of my leg, and was like, "Do you drink? Like, do you drink lots of ice dr- icy drinks?" Like a witch like, doctor. <laughs> yes. Why? How did he know that? I don't know. He was I like, "Feel one of the nodes." He was, was podging full like of a, ice. Wee, a sore bit in the back of my like knee on my right leg, and uh, and he was saying to me, he "Goes, you have problems with your lower back?" And I was like, "Well, not really. I tend to struggle more." With my upper back, neck, because I sit at a desk slumped mm. over all the day, all day long, and um, and he was like, I was like, sometimes, but not a lot, really. I can't say too much. And uh, he was like, well, I said, because because he kept he kept on the same spot for ages, really sore. I was like, well, fuck off, like it's hurting. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I was like, why did you find something? And he said, yes. And then he touched a bit in my f- right foot as well. And he's like, yes, yes. He, you need you need more lymphatic drainage. Your liver is too fatty. I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> the fuck? I mean, Eat right, you I fat ca- fuck. I just came. Yeah. I just came for a nice relaxing massage. I need to tell me I've got a fatty liver. The thing is, Drink. I believe him. I believe him. Like he feels more people like closely than than like doctors. If you go in and you go, I've got a bad leg, and the doctor feels it and goes, Nah, yeah, I think you're all right. But if you go to somebody that feels literally probably. A hundred people's body intimately mm. a week. He'll probably have to tell you more than the doctor. But like, oh yeah, there is a thing there actually. It's the size, just it's like half the size of a grain of rice. I can feel it just there. It takes me five minutes to find it when I find it, and that's like a node, and it indicates that your lymphatic system isn't draining. You drink cold drinks, you're gonna die. That's basically. <laughs> it's like I came here for a nice relaxing massage. Now I've left the place thinking I've got fatty liver. I'm dying. Crisis. <laughs> uh, the abyss. Cost me sixty quid. I'm like Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 60 quid for him to go, you've got two weeks to live. two weeks to live. (laughs) Go get it. Your liver's fat. (laughs) fat I was like, I said to the dude, I was like, listen, mate, like my liver, my liver function is tested regularly because of medication that I take. Because she drinks like a maniac. drink like a maniac. They have to test all my kidney liver and for that function, all the bloods and shit. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure if my liver was fucked, they'd be like, no. no he's not saying it's fucked. fucked. This is what it I said, Tan. He's not saying it's fucked. He's just saying that there's like, you, you drink too many fizzy pops and it's like, there's like. No, f- no when he said cold drinks, he went icy drinks. All oh, right. He, but he means. That's making your liver even, fatty. Apparently. Even if it was just water with icing. <laughs> Look, she's changed. I'm just, like, she's it, literally drinking a litre of ice now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, changed my ways. And he, uh, and he was just like, no, no, you need to drink water that's tepid with lemon in it and I was like oh that sounds gross that's <laughs> quite nice actually it's not lemsip tepid isn't it? water just drink lemsip all the time see how oh, yeah, that much you can that get off lemsip yeah lemsip lemsip get some lemsip yeah uh, we yeah. don't. I don't think we have any patrons this week I looked oh, over you and, what? and uh, I feel like fuckers. we covered that last week yeah, so I haven't looked. I don't. I'm, I, I could give some people some double shout outs, but nah, fuck them. The, no, last one, the, trebles, the last one cunts. we got was the eighth, <laughs> and the eighth of I don't August. Know. I don't know. And what's it, Rob? I thought you were like, going like, to throw up or like go crazy or something. Then He's taking his top oh, off, go getting on, naked. Rob. Go on, Rob. Go, Rob. Um, going mental. Right. So I got what you saying. Uh, I can't remember. Talk about I've just, you Sorry, know, rubbed my body just of, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, just put me off. So yeah, no Patreons this week. If you want to join our Patreon, it is, you can, it's only a quid. Go on there for a quid. <laughs> only a quid, Brian. It's only a quid. 
and then you can spend more if you want. It's up to you. But yeah, go to Robots Fries slash Patreon or Patreon slash Robots Fries. A good hack is for a pound. You can join up and then just... Like, probably about... 60? 60-odd 60 episodes. episodes. It's a pound. You extra, join up, loads of extra 60 episodes. episodes and cancel it. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, th- that, that's, only the, works best, it's that's the best advice. It only works with a pound. Anything higher Yeah, but then work. the thing is, once you... Because then you're like, you're, you're cancelling yourself out of tears because if you cancel it, like, immediately after listening to it, then... You well, don't get it. Sorry, bro. We have mugs, yo. You don't get the stuff, yo. Uh, we have sponsors, as we mention every week. Retro Vague Cycle Apparel. Please go check those Never guys out. Probably Never heard of them. They sell, I think... I think they sell some some kind of clothes. Yeah, I mean, I've heard. Is it? Oh, yeah, oh. Some sort of like hats. And I think there's something through. T-shirts and shit. Yeah, probably. We also do sell hats and T-shirts if you so wish to get a hat or a T-shirt from our, what's it called? Website? It's called a website. <laughs> and what they are, there's this thing called the World Wide Web. And it's an interconnected network of computers globally, like a weird, mad digital infrastructure. And on there, you, can, you have areas called uh, websites, and you can put things on websites yeah. that allow people all around the world who also connect to the World Wide Web to see your wares and what you're selling. Yeah. So if you go to World Wide Web. What, what, dot, what, dot. I think something like that. Robots Rives Podcast dot com. You'll uh, find that little square of space that we. Uh, it's not called Squarepost. Squarespace. Uh, that we so happen to inhabit with our merch. Nice do that and information. Her. So go over there or and don't. check it out, and you can find links to all of the aforementioned things. Or don't merch, pod, Patreon, yeah, man, Psycho Apparel, Retro Vague, and also Podbelly. Yeah, who, never heard who of it. our network and <laughs> never heard of that either. So go check out Podbelly on their social medias. Give them some love. They do have some merch. They also have a good directory of podcasts and a network of special podcasts, which we are part of. Um, Discord. I mean, go check it out. Go check it out. It's mm. all there. We've got everything. We have got it all. You're We've coming in all now. The boxes. You're coming boxes. in at, th- at 13 minutes and 50 seconds there. So Is that, that bad? Is no, that that's all right, man. It's under the 15 minute kind of marker. Keeps a good eye on the time. Just keep be Not silent for a minute now. Is that a minute? <laughs> Just listen to the cat like fountain water. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that noise? This is like someone having a piss in the office. Who's that? We're all in here though. Ah. a tinkle. Um, all right. All right, let's do a pod. Just a bit. No, I did it the other day, but like it, it wasn't that bad. And now it's for some reason I thought usually when you're creaking it when you sleep, it's usually bad instantly, isn't it? Yeah. It's just getting worse for some reason. It certainly is. That's what we got then, Hannah. Um, Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart, that bitch that vanished in the plane. Mm. Yes. Nice. 
Yeah, that's interesting. That is. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, I've I've like condensed it because it's a lot. Like there's a lot, of, you know, about Amelia because she's very well, well I known lady. Don't know the story, but don't really. Well, she she was. <laughs> She was ahead of her time, let's just put it that way. She was like a woman in a man's world. Yeah, she was. You know, we're talking like <laughs> First World War, world. First World War, third, you know, sort of early, um, yeah, late sort of 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, it was like when women had to stay at home up. and like do like home ne- stuff. You know, needlepoint mm. and yeah, like... Yeah, she wanted to not be like a Make dresses pilot. and... Yeah, so... She's class, She's, man. there's, you know, like, it's a, there's a lot. There's a hell of a lot of like... Because she, you know, she was like a pioneer in aviation, not only for women, but just generally. You know, she broke a bunch of records of, you know, flight, flying, aeronautic records for the time. But, so we'll start a bit with her early life and, and you know, kind of young, you know, what she did in her younger life and that sort of shit. And then we'll move on to the flying bit, <laughs> bit where she flies a lot. Where she hovers. <laughs> she hovers. Uh, so she was born... Uh, and the daughter of uh, Samuel Edwin Stanton Earhart and uh, Amelia Amy, she was known Otis, because I think like Amelia was like a like a passed down name f- for the females of the family. So she, you know, they all sort of took a different name. Oh like, right, you know, like my dad's named William, but he's called John because his dad was William, and then his dad was William. It was like lots oh of really? Names. I didn't yeah. know that. There you go. There you go. I've only dad 20 years. I didn't know that. You didn't know his name was really William? I mean, I probably did. (laughs) (laughs) Just not remembered it. He's he's his middle name, John. Smart move. Smart move, because, you know... Because if I use my middle name, it would be William, which... Well, that's that, but isn't that also a family thing? Where Mm. your dad's middle name was William as well or something? I don't know. Oh, God. Is it? it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's... So what's grandpa? What was grandpa's middle name? I don't know. William probably. Probably like Danger or something like that. Well, it was in my family. It was the firstborn male. So, you know, my it dad, my grand, part. my granddad was the, f- the oldest brother. You know, oldest of his brothers. Dad is the oldest. Oh, like right. that's why he got the William. Anyway, that's off the point. It's nothing to do with Amelia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, his mom was Amelia. Ot- her mom, sorry, was Amelia Otis. She was born in um, At Atchinson in Kansas. That's probably wrong. Atchinson. <laughs> <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> uh, in a in uh, her maternal grandfather's home, I think he was pretty uh, well-to-do fellow. It seems um, like if you're getting into flying, in like when planes were first invented, you'd have to be either well-connected or well-heeled. Mm. Mm. So it's like getting on into mom, rocketry when rockets are invented. On her mum's side, though, so they're well-to-do on her mum's side. And so Alfred Gideon Otis was her grandfather, and he was the former federal judge, the president of the Atchison Savings Bank, and a leading citizen in the town. So he was like... Yeah, yeah. He's a well... Probably lived in a big house, you know. He's one of them. Had servants, that sort of shit. But it's kind of like, is it the ta- the kind of town, like a small... Because in my mind, I'm like, that... Because it's back in the day, isn't it? It's like a, yeah, dust, yeah, it's like a dusty this is old 18, western town. Yeah, like 96 times, so... so like you are the sheriff and the shopkeeper yeah, yeah. and the mayor, because there's only four people there. So, so Amelia was the second child to this couple um, after they'd had a stillborn child in... Born that was born in August of 19, 1896. So, like, yeah, I'm saying we're talking in her life lifespan. We're talking, you know, sort of eighteen ninety up to planes weren't even invented, man. Yeah, up to like nineteen forty. So, mm. she's 
early sort you know really really early on early but also um alive through some crazy like revolutionary technology like aircraft and like wars you've gone from like horse and cart to flying planes around in one life start well the fucking people that just like made planes out of wooden paper yeah yeah they did yeah crazy isn't it like like fabric i like the old string the old footage of them when they're like you know it's like like They've got like bird, like a flapping wings thing, and they think that's going to work. That's going to work. Yeah, 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 mimic nature. And they they try it by jumping off the Eiffel Tower. You know, you could have done that off like a smaller ledge. And yeah, I yeah. found out that yeah. you were just going to splat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first ever, like the first ever death that was recorded was was a guy doing that. It's the earliest ever fatality problem. on film. In was it? Well, they called Jim the history, and it's just this lad jumping off the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower, flapping his arms like that. <laughs> Whack, dead. I mean, it's just not going to happen, is it? Oh dear. Anyway, so. Uh, so Amelia was part German in descent. Um, so Alfred Otis had uh, not initially favoured the marriage that um, of her of her of his daughter Amy to um, to you know Earhart's father, but obviously didn't give a fuck. He's just like they just <laughs> got married anyway, and and because he he was a lawyer or progressing to be a lawyer, and this guy was like. Mm. I mean, I feel like all dads were back then were just like, I don't approve of this man. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, according to the family custom, like I say, Earhart was named after her two grandmothers, Amelia Josephine Harris and Mary Wells Patton. So, she was obviously called Amelia Mary Earhart. (laughs) It's amazing how you got to that. It's amazing. The, the deduction in my brain is detective work. You point. must have gone online to do that. Work, yeah, it's taken yeah. hours. It took me hours that one. So from an early age, Earhart was quite the ringleader out of her and her sister um, Grace, uh, who was two years younger than her. And apparently, she acted a quite dutiful sort of younger sister would just follow Amelia into anything that she would want to do. Um, so Amelia was nicknamed Mealy or sometimes Millie. Mealy worm. And Grace was nicknamed Pidge, which I quite like. I like Pidge. that. Pidge. Pidge, man. Uh, so both girls continued to answer to their childhood nicknames, apparently quite well, like well into their adulthood, so that, you know, she was like... Cool names. Mealy Earhart. <laughs> She's just mealying around in the sky. And Pidge. And Pidge, the pigeon. Who wasn't flying. Who wasn't flying, though. So their upbringing was apparently quite, uncon- you know, controversial. as Uncontroversial? No, was... Well, uh, well, I'm controversial in the time because oh, right. um, apparently Amy, who was her mother, she didn't really believe in raising her children to be nice little prim and proper girls, you know, drinking cups of tea with their fingers, you know, their pinkies with pointing their fingers. out. With their fingers. Put their fingers in it like aliens. Put their fingers in it and just... <laughs> scooping it in. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a pig at the trough. <laughs> Tea's great. <laughs> uh, but their maternal... Uh, grandmother obviously <laughs> disapproved of, you know. The oh, she's a traditional. The, the she was probably born in the 1700s. Yeah, well, probably or very early 18. It doesn't take like if you're born in in like when was she born? 18? What? What did you say? 1880? Something like that. Eight. Uh, no, no, eight sort of 1890s. 1890s. So she, yeah, like the people around her are people that were knocking about in the 17th century or the yeah. 1700s. What the fuck, man? That's mad. Old ass people, isn't it? Is so, um, she, the grandma that they wore bloomers, which I'm guessing they are like bloomers. trousers. I thought that was like loads or of bread. shorts. Isn't that like well, a bloomers also is a, br- is a piece of bread. Very yeah. loads of bread. What, what kind of weird world is this? Walking bloomers around? are like tra- they're like girly trousers. Yeah, p- no, I think. Pidge liked it <laughs> <laughs> eating the bread. Yeah, pidge, 
people love the bloomers. So they, because they wore these untraditional clothes, um, you know, because it gave them more freedom of movement than these little like restrictive uh, dresses. Oh, they're kind, and kind of stuff. like um, uh, corsets. Well, no, they're pretty young, so they're not going to be putting corsets. Yeah, they're like dresses. weird baggy things, aren't they? It's yeah, like they're MC like Hammer, but like oh right, but like big, yeah, but like the they're like kind of balloony sort of yeah, yeah. trousers, but less MC Hammer. So oh, yeah. so the balloony and they you know everything's a bit mad sort of thing. Oh yeah. right, okay, I think I know what you mean. But apparently, the the girls were quite sensitive to the fact though that they wore these bloomers and that and you know that all the other girls in the neighbourhood would wear dresses. So they were like, oh, we're a little bit different here, like. Even though it gave them way more freedom to like do run around, be children, be a bit more, have a bit more fun, trendsetters exactly. Uh, so and the you know they both had quite a spirit of adventure. The girls they would uh, set off quite regularly and explore around their neighbourhood. You know, digging in holes, probably looking at worms, That's finding good. things. Yeah, man. Peaches um, having to go on the bloomers. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> as a child, they they well they probably both spent long hours playing. Climbing trees, hunting rats with rifles, really? oh, yeah, and uh, apparently belly slamming, belly in, slamming in her sled downhill. So she just like belly slam her sled and just go down the oh, hill. Yeah, like, <laughs> like land like surfing. Yeah, 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 yeah. A bit of land Hi, surfing. Hi, I'm Amelia Hart, and this is land surfing. It's like jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like jackass of the day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the girls kept worms. Moths, uh, catty dids, whatever that they was are. like the next tree of the toads. Day, wasn't so it? they got tree like toads, yeah. They got lick it and see if you go out your it, mind, yeah. Like they obviously got jars of creatures just hanging around, probably. Yeah, man, <laughs> tree toads. I suppose back then, like that's that's the thing you did to keep have fun, isn't it? I think it? You I know? kind of did that when I was young instead of yeah, there was no Xbox, well, yeah. no so. Xbox, or you Not know, those the internet and iPhones weren't existing back then. So, it's about frame rocks at like twigs and stuff yeah yeah that's yeah. what happens climbing a tree see if you fall out and die so stand by me so in there you know they like grew this collection of like creatures and and uh in jars i don't know if these were alive to be honest probably not if they're in jars but whatever it's a bit mingy isn't it it's putting mingy. them in jars keep them there but let me out you fucker <laughs> did you never put a, a chrysalis in a jar and then let probably it See what happened when they hatched. Like trying to turn into a butterfly. And then let it go. Let, let it go. go. <laughs> yeah, probably. So in 1904, with the help of her uncle, Earhart cobbled together a homemade ramp fashioned after she saw a roller coaster on a trip. It is fucking jackass. On. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, um, and so her uncle's just like, yeah, they sound like pretty cool family, yeah, yeah. man. They're just like, yeah, this, I'll help you make this fucking death trap over mm. here. Uh, so she fashioned this roller coaster from um, <laughs> a ra- and she, she put basically a ramp on her, the tool shed in on the she house. She's a couple of tree frogs. She got, yeah. got, she got some tree frogs in her pocket, and t- no tree ju- toads. Jump. Tree toads, tree not toads. frogs. Yeah, toads. Yeah. Okay. Um, and wow. so uh, obviously she, she she fashioned herself like a box to like yeah, go man. in, and um, but a bit, I mean it didn't go well. She ended just like it just on the floor in a, in a heap with in this broken box with you know with, with, with a, a splinter with a splinter <laughs> splinter splinters are horrible no she bruised they? apparently she had a bruised lip and a torn dress she was wearing a dress that wearing day wearing a dress that's your problem man it snagged or something yeah she and she your, your she'd be wearing bloomer bloomers, trousers yeah, yeah and MC Hammer pants she said though it gave her a sense of exhilaration doing it when she was like you know, she was a bit of a. She must be a pivotal moment. What, what, she what's the it. word? You know, like when they when you search out like fear. What. 
what's the what's the word for someone that's like searching out like fear thrill and seeker thrill seeker that's it oh yeah she was man i think i mean yeah. you could you could put her in that bracket quite easily i think considering yeah. what she did in later life well she's going down ramps in boxes i mean yeah i mean yeah. and for a girl to do that like in that time you know it's not proper was it wasn't the proper thing to do yeah it's not a bollocks isn't it that's not proper especially from a, a well-to-do mm. family because you know like i say her yeah, grandfather's obviously minted he's a federal dirt that's why she can do it because he's minted build a ramp off my tool shed okay <laughs> just do it so although she had been uh had some mishaps um her you know in her career of, of thrill seeking <laughs> to yeah, that Devlin. point um she went to uh her i think her dad got a you know job we ha- her dad was struggling i think with jobs and stuff and he had to move around, so they had to relocate to uh, Des uh, Moines in Iowa. Des what? Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. <laughs> Go and get Des Moines from It's me. not Desmond, it's Des Moines. New York gangster, get Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Des Moines in here. So Des Moines. She, she's around 10 at this point in age, and so she's, when obviously when they've moved. When did the Wright Brothers fly? Was that like 1912? So this is probably not far off. Was it 1912? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't think aircraft were... Well, the, well it's, uh, the, if I get to my next bit, in 1910, she went to... Was it 1910? I don't know. You're telling me. 1907, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 1907. They went to uh, an aircraft ah, right, okay. uh, fair. So no, I'm guessing... I'm guessing aircraft were a thing if there's a fair about well, I would them. imagine there was you know what I mean <laughs> at that point let's go for time travel fair is time travel possible now no <laughs> um, so her father tried to interest um, in you know her, his daughters into taking a flight in one of these aircrafts uh, now apparently Earhart took one look at this rickety uh, fiver you know aircraft they are rickety about them and uh, she said and she promptly said that um you know, that well, she she la- no, she later described it. Obviously, when people have spoken to her afterwards, uh, that this thing was rusty and not interesting at all, and she just wanted to go back to the merry-go-round. So it wasn't like she was immediately like oh, drawn yeah. to the plane and flying, and really understood okay. that uh, until later on. Um, so we'll move a bit further on into sort of what happened in more of a younger adulthood. So uh, she went. Her her sister, I think, moved off to Toronto in Canada and she went there for a pitch. Pidge. So Pidge moved away. She flew off. She flew off. She, she homing pitched to Toronto. And uh, the bloomers she, are gone. The bloomers have gone. And she better, um better, she heard the room with the better better uh, bloomers. Better <laughs> bloomers in Toronto yeah, yeah. in Canada. Canada got way better bloomers. <laughs> I got fucking red ones there, bro. Uh so she went so Earhart went on a Christmas vacation uh to see her sister uh, in Toronto in 1917. Uh, so World War One had been raging at that point and Earhart saw that, um, you know, a lot of returning wounded soldiers. Yeah, because they weren't, like, America was not getting attacked in World War One, were they? Uh, well, Canada. She's in Canada at this point. But yeah, I know, but either or, they weren't seeing... Well, she's see- no, but she's seeing returning yeah, soldiers, yeah, yeah, yeah. like wounded soldiers. So she took a training course um, to be a nurse's aide from the Red Cross... And she began to work as a volunteer um, in the detachment, um, I, I guess, you know, 
she has a military aide in a hospital in in somewhere in fucking Spadinia or something. Spadinia. <laughs> Spadinia. Spadinia. Um, Sounds like a good place, actually. Spadinia, yeah. It's what's for dinner. Spadin- Spadinia military Spadinia hospital. Spadinia for dinner. <laughs> I don't know if that's a place or just a hospital. Where are you going on a holiday it's somewhere to? Spadinia. In Canada. Yeah, it's, it's like a really like, it's cheaper somewhere. version of Sardinia. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Posh Island. <laughs> Spadinia. Spadinia. So her duties there included. Preparing food in the kitchen for patients that we needed spe- special diets. So Earhart's gone off the boil now. I thought she was like a daredevil, and now she's well, just like no, she's conforming. just helping people. She's just giving. Yeah, you know, she should be out there shooting germs. Um, What's matter of your neck? <laughs> what, yeah. was that? what happened then? What's your neck? What's your neck? Right, Don't move it. <laughs> Keep it's going to fall off. Is yeah. it getting worse? Do you think as you've woken up? You probably slept on it for now. No, well, it's, I've had it for a few days. It's mm. all right. It's just it just went felt like my head was about to explode for a second, and then oh, everything sad. was fine. And then. So and we're, we're all right. Like a blockage or we something. Did, we didn't have a self-exploding <laughs> exploding head syndrome just yet. Um, so she uh, would also dispense medication to wounded people, soldiers, whatever. Uh, so, and then I suppose her interest in like military pilots kind of started growing. She probably heard stories. She probably had stories. Yeah. Had conversations with wounded w- wounded yeah. pilots. Um, so it, like but the then, romance of battle and flying in the sky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then 1918 hit Spanish flu. Dun, so dun dun dun, dun dun. So we all know where that went. Um, so Damn Earhart was um, engaged in arduous nursing duties throughout this time, um, and that you know she, she sort of worked night shifts. You know at this Spadinia that must military have been hospital. Fucked man, working in, in like uh, a hospital in 1918 in during the Spanish, the Spanish flu. flu. Like you're yeah. gonna get it, aren't you? But there was lots of bottles of booze around. Loads, I reckon. Gary's coming with a a toenail problem. Just give him a load of booze and yeah. we'll cut his toe off <laughs> with a saw. Coping mechanism: strong whiskies. Yeah. Pass like us that. the saw you just used on Ron over there. <laughs> Tonic. <laughs> yeah, like tonics. Like on Ron. Uh, so she became a patient. She didn't catch Spanish flu, but she became a patient herself because she she experienced pneumonia and something called maxillary sinusitis. Now this is pre antibiotic time so oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, she was hospitalized sense. in early november of 1918 so like when you get hospitalized back then that you might be dead yeah that might be it. it's no, not like, like, like you'd be all right she's yeah. young but she's got youth on her side that's about it so know. owing to the pneumonia she was um hospitalized and then she was di- discharged in december of 1918 so she was in for about a month a brush with death with pneumonia um, and then about two life. months after that illness um, had started, her sinus-related symptoms and pain and pressure around one eye and w- was pretty bad. So she had to go and have like... And the thing is, like I say, it was pre-antibiotic. So she had to have copious amounts of muscle... Muscle? Mucus drainage. Like they had to like drain, physically <sighs> drain the mucus from her like... Eye like behind Dr. her P- eye, the yeah. back of the eye, like to pimple Dr. popper, pimple yeah, popper yeah. of eyes. <laughs> or so, but it was via nostrils or throat. She had to do that, so that's pretty oh. gross, isn't it? So then, uh, while staying in the hospital during all these, like you know, these painful, they're quite minor operations, I guess. But 
you know, still having to go through the pain. Mm. I don't think there's any, there's any, like, there's no such thing as a minor operation in 1918. No. Like, anything that could, can any, go wrong. Any, inf- any little infection well, in your foot. Which I can splinter out your thumb, you, yeah, but yeah. you might Well, die. you're sticking things in your nose cavity. Like, you, uh, you, you're you opening up for infection, aren't of you? Course, you're sticking man. stuff into your sinuses to drain, like tubes and stuff. <sighs> Which is probably used on Roy about two minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 to yeah, drain, yeah. Drain, his, <laughs> drain his arsehole. Yeah, his gangrene <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> yeah. Got from yeah. battle. <laughs> Stinks of shit. Yeah, it's just been at Roy. Don't worry. No, it's just Roy. You're all right. You know <laughs> yeah, Roy. Yeah. So You're fine. Just run into the hot tap. He's got the shits today. <laughs> have we got tap. Have we, ta- have we invented taps yet? We've just run into taps. the hot tap. Yeah, I think they had taps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so she, you know, this maxillary sinusitis really caused her a lot of trouble, um, and the the procedures that she had weren't really that successful at like really alleviating her its symptoms, um, and she subsequently got worsening headaches you all know we've all had sinus problems like you know how bad the headaches <coughs> yeah, are it's gross that. man headaches are hot. I fucking hate headaches it's like the worst kind of like pressure mm. behind your eyes what is it headaches. about headaches that is so vile they're just horrible well, it's because it's your brain isn't it it's yeah. like a functioning thing that like you can you, you can know. you function with headaches well Rob um, I can do it just, it, I don't like it though I fucking hate them I, I'm I don't think anyone ruined. likes headaches no I know yeah <laughs> but they ruin me they're like I'm such a pussy when it comes to them I, no, I'm like, I can work through a headache and yeah stuff, I can but, but it's just they are annoying you can I had, have, um, a, have, have a headache which lasts all day and you're working and, yeah, it's the worst. and you get home and you're just like oh, fucking hell why is yeah. it not going yeah, 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 yeah. and I mean, that's the worst thing is that we're especially you if you're taking painkillers and you're like oh it's just not going away like I had a headache. Sleep, that's when the key. It, yeah, yeah, that's what it? I do. When, when, it, when it's when if I have a headache which has lasted till like six o'clock at night, I'll just go right water bed. Yeah, that's the only way to get rid of it. Yes, yeah, do my head in like relax your head by sleeping. Like it's almost like your brain's thinking about stuff yeah, and it yeah. hurts. And when you go to sleep, it's just like completely relaxed. Yeah, I mean, I I woke up with a headache when I went to bed with a headache. I was like, oh, I won't take any painkillers. I'll just go to bed and I'll it'll go. Like sleep, like you say, or get rid of it. Fuck that. Take and, the painkillers. And I woke up in the night and oh my God, I thought I, that was. What, today? No, this was a while back and I woke up in the night. Like, and usually I I'm wouldn't. I'm having an aneurysm. I, yeah, seriously, I was like, fuck, that, the headache was that bad. Really? That I was like, oh shit, I've fucked up here. I should have just took some painkillers. Because I took, I got up. And getting up my was the worst. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. All like throbbing, and so I went downstairs or into the office or wherever where the closest painkillers were, and I just like t- had a couple of painkillers. Four, just take four. And then and down. I was just lying there going, "Oh my god, this is insane." I, d- I did think, "Oh my god, is this isn't going on here because it was that painful." <laughs> oh no. And then, oh, after like a good. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I was like, oh, I can feel it going. Yeah, that must have been well bad. If you can feel that, if you can feel painkillers working yeah, on you, yeah, yeah. you it's pa- like, the pain's bad. I've had a few situations where, like, you can feel the actual like relief taking effect, taking effect, like in the like twenty minutes or so it takes for you, you know, yeah, to, for work. Anyway, so this this like problem, this fucking uh, maxillary sinusitis that she had. This lasted nearly a year for her and she spent a lot of time at home in her sister's, Pidgey's home in in, um, in Massachusetts. I'm guessing her sister had moved because she'd... Back I there. mean, there's some time has coalesced apparently since, you know, there's a whole year she's obviously moved. So she passed the time by reading poetry, learning to play the piano. No, not the piano. The banjo. I read that that word as piano earlier. That's weird, isn't it? So you, you are in some sort of like oh, brain thing. Brain you see thing. the word piano as banjo. banjo. <laughs> yeah. And she studied mechanics. Which oh, did she? Came cool, man. In handy later on. Uh, so she's chronic sinusitis. Sinusitis significantly affected 
Earhart's flying and activities in later life because you pressures I can imagine yeah yeah if you've got like I was thinking that when you were saying about pressure I was like well, what's she gonna do when she goes up and, and like she would eat she'd even be seen on the airfield uh wearing a bandage on her cheek to cover a small drainage tube I guess that's whoa really head. yeah yeah she had a fucking tube hanging out of her face some people like do like some people like will have like it's back in the day though isn't it yeah well, they still do now like if, if it's the most effective way of dealing with it then it is isn't it there's nothing they could do. Like imagine that your head's just full of mucus all the time. They need to just drill an hole in it. Well, because people's feet, like people's feeding tubes, go up in yeah, the yeah, nose, yeah. doesn't they? And, like Down if they the can't eat, throat. if they're not, if you know, mm. whatever, some reason they can't like eat physically, they have to have a feeding tube. Anyway, not good. So early f- flying, we're going. We're going to talk about now because she's obviously done a. You know, she's had she's had a a patch of illness where she's not really done very much because she's not been able to and you know she's been a nurse and helped people from the war and with the Spanish flu and all that bollocks so at the time uh, she Earhart had visited um, an air fair which um, an air fair in which was in conjunction with the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto Uh, so one of the highlights of the day she said was um, the flying exhibition that they were you know, they put on for the World mm-hmm. War One, World War Ones <laughs> peoples. I'm guessing the the specialist pilots that didn't lose a limb or you know managed to survive. So the pilot um, apparently spotted Earhart and her friend, and that were watching from like an isolated clearing. And apparently he dived the plane at them. What did he? And she said, uh, she, she she said, I'm sure. Uh, he said to himself watch you know watch me like watch make them scamper yeah and she said she stood her ground and the aircraft you know as the aircraft came pretty close she said i didn't understand it at the time but i believe that little red airplane said something to me as it swished by it probably did man it's just like fly yeah. me <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like if that's like a moment Fucking move <laughs> duck you idiot duck you pricks. <laughs> have you seen some of them videos of the low passes that planes do like some of them are shocking. Like they fight a pilot, so they'll come across like this field, and there'll be like loads of airmen out there. They're all staring. You can't really see what what they're looking at. It's off in the distance, and then he, and this jet will fly, and it'll be like ten feet in the air above their heads. Mm. It's like outrageous. And when it goes past, like all the fucking floors just go. Yeah, everything <laughs> just gets blown away. Like it's absolute. Like it's terrifying. Like they duck out the way. And then the, you see it in slow motion. You're like, how the fuck are you flying that low at 500 miles an hour? <laughs> it's outrageous. Mad. It is outrageous. So she, so the Earhart, this now has decided she's like, God, I want to. I want a red plane. I bitch. want a red plane and I want to fly it. So she said, she recruited a female uh, pilot or instructor, you know, flying instructor mm. named Nita Snook. That's a pretty cool That's name. That's a cool name. Nita Snook. Rita Snook. Rita. If we said Nita. No, Nita. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Nita Snook. Mm, Nita and Snook. Uh, so the initial contract that she had with her was for 12 hours of instruction, and that cost $500. Whoa. So it's an expensive thing. She's I got, loaded. I don't know what that equates to today, but it's a heck, a heck ton of money. I, I bet you she's loaded. Oh, yeah. Like... Well, her family's pretty loaded, didn't she? But I think that it did say That's she thousands. worked at a variety of jobs, including a photographer, a truck driver, a st- uh, stenographer, and a lo- and at a local telephone company. Oh, she got stuck in So there. she managed to save $1,000 for flying. So she saved up the money Fair place for, for flying her. lessons. So that's what, like, 
16 hours. Uh, so Earhart had a first lesson in uh, January of <coughs> 1921. Um, and she was, uh, she, at a Field on the west side of Long Beach Boulevard on Tweedy Road, <laughs> uh, which is now in the city of Southgate. Of anyone who lives anywhere around there, if you know what any of that means, good for you, because I don't. <laughs> somewhere somewhere, somewhere else, somewhere she flew. Uh, so Snook used a crash-salvaged Curtis JN4 uh, Canuck. So she, Canuck. Was, she was flying, learning to fly in a crashed plane. Well, that she'd salvaged and, and she restored plane. it yeah. for training purposes. Um, okay. And How about go up in one that's not crashed? <laughs> yeah, that'd <laughs> well, be a good idea. <clears throat> I don't know. It's probably, not, it's probably too expensive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Get them. They didn't give a fuck back then. They were just reckless just, as fuck. Yeah, just fuck it. I'm like, this this snook woman was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy one that's does crashed. It, does it float? And yes, get it back I'm out gonna there. Re- I'm going <laughs> to restore it and I'm going to train people to fly in it. That's yeah, pretty yeah. cool, man. Like, it is, yeah, For yeah. back in the day, she again herself was a bit of a trendsetter. So in order to reach the airfield, Earhart had to take the bus uh, to the end of the line and then walk four miles to get there. So it was like a bit of a mission for her to do it. Um, and Earhart's mother also provided part of the thousand dollars. So mum's still like supporting her to the better, yeah. even to her better judgment. She's like, oh God, but all right, it's what you want to do. So she's pretty, you know, good sound mothers by sounds. Of I it. mean, you, you can't like because uh, these flying aircraft contraptions are a newfangled thing. And if you like somebody in your family wanted to get into them, I like I want to fly them. That I wouldn't see as any. Re- you, how could you frown on that? You're like, That's, well, especially pretty pretty far out, like edge of technology thing <coughs> to do for somebody back then, isn't it? Yeah, don't you think? Mm. So. Earhart's commitment to flying required her to accept the frequent hard work and rudimentary conditions that accompanied early aviation training. Um, but six months later, in 1921, Earhart purchased a second-hand bright chromium yellow Kinsa Airster biplane and against her instructor's advice, and she nicknamed it the Canary. So she's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy a plane. She just bought herself a plane. A yellow plane. Nice. A fucking yellow canary. Chrome yellow. What was that like really like chromium shiny yellow? yellow? Chromium yellow. Whatever that means. It was a fucking chromium. Just we all know like that. that. We all know what that means. Don't yeah. don't go anywhere near it. Um, but after her first successful solo landing, she bought a new leather flying coat. And Sounds due, cool, man. Due to the newness of the coat, apparently she was subjected to some teasing so she aged it by sleeping in it and also staining it with aircraft oil. Did she? <laughs> yeah. it's, very, it's funny that is because like if you watch uh, like for instance motorcycle racers and they have brand new racing leathers, you know the one piece leathers, just the zip at the front. <clears throat> when they get them, they look like the, the new kid in school because it's all like shiny and new. So they like roll around, the roll floor. around on yeah, it, yeah. or just like hold onto the back of a quad and get dragged around or whatever, just to scuff it up a bit. There's like this weird, and like she's doing the same sort of yeah, thing. Like you, know, you look at you in your brand new jacket. Yeah. Like she's oh, don't you do worry, look like I'll a say. bit of a weapon in new gear. Like so I'm like, like yeah. she's got a bit of engine oil. I was like, <laughs> you look like a rookie. That's what you look like. You look like a rookie. <laughs> she is. Yeah. But so on October 1922, Earhart flew the. Um, Airster to an altitude of 14,000 feet. The fuck? Which was setting a new world record yeah. for female pilots. Uh, and on May 16th, 1923, <coughs> Earhart became the 16th woman in the United States to be issued with a pilot's license by the Federation Aeronautic 
Inst International. So this is like a hundred years ago, effectively. Mm. And they're in these, I mean, God knows what a plane would have looked and felt like to our modern eyes if you were to have seen it back then. Mm. And she's flying them up to 14, a hundred years ago. Like just, a bit, just a plane that she just bought. She's like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy this bright yellow plane. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Push it to the limit. Going to push it no more. So Earhart set a number of aviation <laughs> records in her rather short-lived career. Her first record came in 1922. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's probably it. more than what I've written down here. But like, that, like I say, there's a lot of information on Earhart. You yeah. could go on and you could do a whole oh, yeah. podcast series about it, to be honest. So. There are several. I think I've listened to one. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> in 1922, she became the first woman to fly solo above 14,000 feet, like we say. According Class to man. NASA, she became the first woman According to fly... According to NASA? Yeah, well, yeah, oh, flying, yeah, yeah. Well, NASA, before... NASA was before, in Kennedy's era, though. Well, I'm, I'm guessing... They recognised it. They recognise it after the after fact, the fact yeah. and have records after the fact. Um, but she became the first woman to fly alone across n- North America and back. So in 1928, she set a wec- uh, record um, for altitude, then then soared to another 80, 18... No, not another... Uh, just 18,000 feet. That would be incredible. Yeah, 18, another 18 on top, of it. on top of it. Fuck okay. um, it. Earhart was also... <laughs> We're going to the moon. We need oxygen. Yeah, we're <laughs> to the moon in my little yellow plane. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. You could just fly to me in a yellow plane. That's <laughs> weird. Cool, we're off to bottom moon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she, she was... Uh, obviously, Earhart was very, very... Um, consistently worked to promote opportunities for women but in she's getting aviation. everyone's attention as well if she's and doing getting all this everyone's stuff attention yeah flying up so to in the, 19, the moon i mean she's pretty young still like in 1929 uh, after placing third in all the all women's air derby so she did she did like air she derby. Flew competitively yeah is that like the red bull air like race racing. of the day it was, yeah it's like flight fucking racing, yeah. i'd love to go and watch that go back yeah, in look, time it, 100 the, years and watch that it was the fir- so it was the f- this this was the first transcontinental air race for women. Transcontinental. Oh yeah, right, yeah. okay. So it's not like just we're in just the sky above a no, field no, and they're, they're like flying around. I'm guessing they're like right. You got to get yeah, as yeah, many flying, get to Canada or something. Yeah, yeah, There'll be like waypoints. You start off from their airfield. You got to fly west 100 miles and then you turn east. Yeah, yeah. And then like there'll be people there going, "Yep, you're there." And they're in the sky and flying, flying along. Yeah. She also um, helped to form a. Something called the 99s, which was an international organization for the advancement of female pilots. So she's obviously like, hey, yo, us girls can do this too. Of course, man. And so she became the first. Um, hey, yo, that's what she was saying. Hey, yo, hey us yo, girls. Let's go. Oh, the single ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the single ladies. So she became the first president of the organization uh, of licensed pilots which still exists today and represents women flyers from 44 different countries um so in but obviously that's now that's today but in 1931 amelia married a a guy named george putnam um who was known he was a well say he was known as a gp he was just a gp he was a general practitioner in the area uh, apparently he and her had spent a lot of time together. He proposed to her six times before what? she said yes. Mate, give the and fuck up. I was like, just up. give up, mate. He'd already been divorced. Um, what the fuck? He should have learned his lesson. Earhart's ideas on marriage were liberal for the time. So she believed in equal responsibilities for both breadwinners. She so just she sounds like, like a normo, doesn't bro- she? Like, you, you know, I'm breadwinning as much as you, she you are. She sounds like a normo. And she pointedly kept her own name, which I think is very, like, poignant for that time. Yeah, she's got an attitude. He did, like, have a, he did have a shit second name, though. 
Yeah, Putner. Putner. I'm on Air Heart. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. fuck keeping Air Heart. It's better. Air Heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yours is Putner. It sounds Imagine like she's Amelia Putnam. It just wouldn't have the same ring with it. Sounds like some sort of shit disease, isn't it? You got Putner. Oh, bollocks. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Woke up with a dose of Putners this morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dose yeah. of the Putners. Yeah. Take these painkillers. Must be the Putners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she didn't take his name in marriage. So she kept her own name, obviously. Um, in a letter she wrote to uh, him, it, which she hand delivered to him on the day of their getting married, she said, I want you to understand I shall not hold you to any medieval code of faithfulness to me, nor shall I consider myself bound to you similarly. So she's like, I don't really want to be faithful. And no, is that what she, is that what she's saying there? Is that what is that what she's saying? I'm not going to be faithful. Well, she said, "You're not bound to me, nor yeah. shall I be to you to any words, faithfulness." Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I no, may. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. in other words, she's saying, look, you know, this is polyamorous, polyamorous relationship. If it happens, we do a bit of swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> what happens in the sky stays in the sky. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, she said, plane. "I may have to keep." Some place where I can go by myself now and then, for I cannot guarantee to endure all at all times the confinement of even an attractive cage. So she saw marriage, probably why she said no so many times, as a cage, I guess. Like to, to I suppose like they were like traditional, but like it is if you were to look at every yeah, yeah. other woman back then who was, it's, yeah, I say, yeah, because you would, you would be trapped, wouldn't you? Can't do it. I want to well, no, stay in. I think, and, like, I think because she's very liberal and like make you do. very forward and very like for herself and wanting to make her own achievements. I suppose marriage she's flying up to the moon, like, marriage in the yellow back plane. Then, can't yeah, keep yeah. it locked up. Marriage back then would mean like for women, you know, you you get married and then you have kids. You and vacuum. Then you, you vacuum. Yeah. And with you cook. With, with can a you brush do this? Yeah, one yet. She's just like so. She's sort of ri- like writing almost like a prenup into her relationship, saying, yeah, "She's smart. I don't want any of that. I don't want to be a cat. If I want to fly off and spend a I year, wanna, I want to carry on the same thing. By yeah. Yeah. I just want to do my own thing. Yeah, fierce. So. Yeah, pretty, pretty like cool lady. Think so. Uh, so in 1932, Earhart became the first woman and the second person after Charles Lind- Lindbergh oh, yeah. to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Imagine trying that, man. Second person, though, not just like the, the first woman, like yeah. second person. Yeah, but even if like you were trained, even if you were like had like uh, a super advanced like jet today, a single seater jet, and they were like, well, you're going to fly between. Whatever Portsmouth and wh- wherever New I'm York, in. New York, you'd still be like fucking hell. Yeah, I'm over yeah, the like ocean. Over the Atlantic, anything could yeah, happen. Yeah. I mean, even now in a small, like sm- in a smaller, like most of the accidents happen in smaller planes, don't they? Peach might get caught in the engines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 I mean? exactly. Looking for those bloomers, <laughs> and then imagine doing it like n- at ninety years ago. Yeah, that's even madder, isn't it? Yeah, bonkers. So she left Newfoundland in Canada on May 20th in 1932 in a red uh, Lockheed Vega 5B. It's a plane. Yeah, red. Some kind of plane. It's a red plane. And arrived <coughs> a day later landing in a cow field near London, uh, Lon- Londonbury, Northern Ireland. Londonbury or Londonderry? Londonderry. <laughs> Londonbury. Londonbury. I saw a, saw a B where the D was. <laughs> Londonbury. Londonderry. Okay. Next to London. Londonderry, Northern Ireland. Um, so after landing in a field oh, yeah. there, she saw the f- a farmer came and asked her if she'd flown far 
And Earhart famously replied, from America. <laughs> Fuck, could you imagine that? You're the farmer going, what the f- What do you mean? And this place is shit, I'm going back. Yeah. That's like an alien that's just landed yeah, yeah. in your field in like this mad red plane. A girl gets out, she comes from one of the, of the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah. Like by she, myself. Like she cut her tear short as well. Did like, she? Yeah, yeah. She, and she said she had a copy of the old... I like her. She's the da- a day old newspaper to prove... <laughs> that's how she proved it. To prove the accomplishment. Well, how else do you prove exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. 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 So she she showed him a newspaper from like the New York from New York or wherever. She was been on her own. There's like she's not radioing from, someone from out, Canada she? the no, day no. before. Delta Tango. She's like, well, how would I have space. this if I hadn't been in Canada the no, day yeah. before? That's a good way of proving yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, especially back then. I mean, these yeah, days you can't just get you can't just get a random. Go, I was there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, look, Photoshop you next to the Eiffel Tower or something. Just going. Get your satellite app out and you'll be able to track me across it in real time from space on your phone. Really, you haven't moved. You've just sat in the one room. Yeah. So, upon her returning to the United States, apparently Congress... She fly back? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's there. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That was the record. So, she she was awarded her Distinguished Flying Cross, which which is a military uh, decoration awarded for heroism. I hope she bought a newspaper. Do you reckon she got halfway back? Oh, fuck. Fuck, I forgot the Irish newspaper. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mount Petrol, no. (laughs) (laughs) Petrol. Um... So she was awarded the military cross for, you know... Undeniable, her, isn't well, it, really? Well, th- that was awarded for heroism or extraordinary tra- achievement, which is obviously what it's she had d- done. Both. Whilst yeah. participating in aerial flights. So she's... No cheating going on. Yeah, but it's she's also like, pushing the... Fr- you're, not, you're not only the first lady to do it, but you're also the second person. Yeah, but it's so not even go. just about that, though, because like they're going, okay, you did that, which is, shows like amazing flying skill. It also shows bravery, but it, it pushes the envelope of what we know about mm. aircraft technology. Because when it lands... The engineers can open the engine up and look at it and go, okay, well, there's a little bit of wear on the piston there because it was going for so fucking mm. longer, whatever speed. And, that, you know, this they push the frontiers of the evolution of aircraft technology just by doing that. Yeah. So she's a madman. So she, mad and woman. she was also the first ever woman to receive that honour. So obviously a lot of, like, the the people being awarded it were f- was fucking getting awarded it for, like, Doctors service or something, in the, yeah, or, Well, or, pilots serving yeah. in the war, isn't it? Nurse, so. a mad nurse, which is, like, can, like, cure everyone. Oh, right, yeah, like... The, no, yeah. this is a flying cross, so it's for spe- oh, right. specifically for... Flying. For people in aerial flight, yeah. So it would have been pilots that have done something extraordinary in the war or whatever, but she was the first, obviously, they're, like, recognising this woman she's just fucking flown to the, across the Atlantic <laughs> and back in a little red plane. She's like, <laughs> it's bananas, fucking hell. Yeah. I think she had red hair. As well, so she's like, yeah, like she was ginger, so she's a pretty cool one. No soul. So later that year, IHOP made uh, the first solo non-stop flight across the United States by a woman. Uh, she started in Los Angeles and landed 19 hours later in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, she also became the first person to fly solo in Hawaii to the United States mainland in 1935. So she's like breaking some fucking... She's just like flying around on fucking... No yeah, she's stopping just going me, flying around anywhere yeah, because yeah. it's so early. She's like, I can mop up all these records as no one's done this. Now that trans... Continental one would have been would have been well, that her, was, that a piece was, of piss because like, I'm not over the ocean. Yeah, that like, was a, I need to that land back land. That was a, a a female. So there were m- more female pilots. Yeah, she's know, a trendsetter. They were coming through that. the ranks, but she came third, so yeah. she wasn't the best at that. Well, someone had a better day. Anyway, so. I'm pretty sure that listen, there's a female pilot who taught her to fly. So there's female pilots before her. She's not like completely. But she's like pushing the, first, the envelope. She's pushing the envelope of what. What's possible? She's yeah. pushing the art of possible. She's, a, she's for going for the geez, for the men. She's like, what yeah, can yeah, I do? Like, I'll do, I'll do what, there. What is it they're doing? I'll and I'll Australia do it better. She's watch. Yeah. So, um, Earhart's exploits had earned her 
much admiration um, and quite some lucrative endorsements and Gosh, even an invitation to the White House. So she was what? like making waves. She man. is properly now, isn't she? Um, Undeniable. But the famous pilot wanted something bigger, of course, as the famous like trendsetters, fear finders, whatever you want to call them, always want to do. So to the moon. To the moon, she fear goes. Fear finders, that's in the best red, way. No, she's got a red plane now, not a yellow one. So 1937, Earhart set out to circumnavigate the globe. It's the big one. It's the big one. Going around the world. Go around the world in 80 days. It, is it a single-engined aircraft? Oh, I, I don't know. Whatever that. I've d- I did say, that I didn't look mad into it. Risky. This is the thing. There's so many, there was so much like Probab- technical it's probably data not. It's probably that I was three. reading through and I was like, oh, this is a lot. I'm just going to like. Have you, have you got a picture of it? I'll, I'll, I put, it, I'll put it on yeah. social I can media. It's probably yeah, yeah. a twin engine. Yeah. Because, like, it's got to be big enough to get round uh, with her and a, you know, and a, Oh, and yeah. a crew to get around the world. So. A crew, man. Yeah, man. I was going to say, she wouldn't do one engine. She's like, no so point of like redundancy if that mm. engine fails. She need a navigator <laughs> to like, yeah. help her. So. No one had done it before? Uh, I don't know. Hadn't they? I'm not sure. Because how you navigate if you've never done it? Well, she wanted to do it. So, um, But this trip didn't establish Earhart's legacy as an aviator, as she may have hoped. It didn't. It instead... in cast her and she becomes in, an episode. as a central character into one of the greatest mysteries of the 20th century. Yeah, she became an episode. She became an episode. Fuck. <laughs> so, Amelia, what you done? Despite all the fanfare uh, that had like culminated in Earhart's death, um, you know, it, it sort of got off to a rocky start, to be fair. Her death? Yeah, well, th- this culminated, this, this culminated yeah, yeah, yeah. in her death, this trip, didn't it? So At some point it did. Well, yeah, it, 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 it was this attempt that mm-hmm. caused her to die. Death arise from the carpet void. Again, according to NASA, so I'm guessing they just have a lot of like records. Records. They've maybe bought out some of these like aeronautic kind of you know fucking record companies or whatever that used to take. Just collected all under one umbrella. All, yeah. Um, so she originally planned to fly east to west, <coughs> and she took off. Now there's much preparation that I'm I'm kind of skipping over here that went on like she didn't just go oh I'm just going to fly around the world yeah. like she woke up one morning went, oh, I'm going to yeah. tempt the world today she just bored come on I want to fly around the world yeah. come yeah. on yeah. Noon, make Noonan be back got, for dinner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, so yeah, obviously there was plenty of planning that goes like, on. Like, yeah, you got to like know, get fuel, like speed all the people. stuff, like where they're gonna f- refuel, at which points. Obviously, it's a massive journey. You can't just like do it in one go. Weather patterns, yeah, yeah. air currents, lots of like loads of technical shit, like empty space that they're flying over. That if they lash, they crash there, then they're fucked. That kind of stuff, out, you know? yeah. Like, massive swathes of ocean and like dead jungle and yep. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, but she, she, she took off from Oakland, uh, California, and went to Honolulu, Hawaii, on March 17th of 1937. Now, this was her first attempt. It went wrong, like, at this point. Um, what, f- from g- going to Honolulu? Yeah, the first attempt of them taking off. Their, their flight was supposed... Um, it, d- it didn't just go... It just didn't go to plan. And, right. and also, her flight was supposed to include three other crew members, uh, a navigator, Fred Noonan, Captain Henry, sorry, Henry, oh my God, Harry, fuck, Henry, Henry, Harry. Is he from Londonbury? (laughs) He's from Londonbury. Yeah, Captain Harry Manning and a stunt stunt pilot, 
Paul Mance. So she was supposed to have she three. She took Steve O with her. She took Steve yeah. O with her, yeah. She had supposed Watch to have three. Some vodka for his eyeballs to keep <laughs> her entertained. Three other dudes that went with her. So I'm guessing the plane's big enough to carry three, yeah, it's four just, people. It must be. A t- yeah. It's got to be, in it? But the crew attempted to leave Honolulu. Like I said, it didn't go quite to plan. To continue the journey uh, three days later, but some technical problems caused the trip to be aborted almost instantly. And so this is the this is the plane they did it in the Lockhead, Lockheed, Lockheed. Electra Tenney. Okay. Is what is what that is. So whether that's a that's got to be. A it, decent, I think it is. So you can't just do it in a single. Flying around no. the world in a like a small little small little <laughs> fucking red plane. I don't think so. <laughs> so, uh, so the apparently. Um, it it ground looped during takeoff. I don't know what that means, but it's obviously not good. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good. No. So yeah, it needed to be repaired <coughs> before they could continue on, which is so st- bad omen. You know when you like said you went before you got on that ladder, you're like, oh, oh yeah. this is gonna, it's not gonna turn out. I feel like you should have probably read the room and been like, this is a bad omen here. Maybe we should use a different plane. Um, yeah, well, it sounds like she's like it's just hit the floor again, isn't it? Or like or broke or something. Well, it must have done if it didn't fly. It did something. It's it just it basically didn't. We got a ground loop. We got a ground loop. We need to repair <laughs> it now. They didn't try again. It took a good few months. So they obviously stayed in Hawaii. To, oh, it's fucked then. What was wrong with me? Hawaii for a while. To it was an excuse. Come let's on, let's stay in Hawaii for a bit. Oh, just, bollocks! We're stuck in Hawaii just, for a month. Oh, <laughs> damn it! It's probably just one thing. They just cl- click out and click it in and go. Just have a month here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just stay. It's nice. It's sounded. Just like it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the uh, by the time the plane was ready, um, Manning and Mance, so the two, uh, the the captain and the stunt guy had decided to drop out of the flight, thinking, oh, fuck this, I really? like, I like it here smart. in Hawaii. Um, or they thought they were going to die. Maybe. Well, if, if the stuntman leaves, you know you're in shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 the stuntman's yeah. not happy The stuntman goes, I ain't doing that. You go, yeah. fucking hell. Steve-O goes, no, dude, I'm not getting on the plane, dude. <laughs> you're like, well, okay, probably, probably don't get on the plane. There's probably a reason why for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it would just left... Um, Earhart and Noonan to 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 do the trip. So, but they carried on. They're like forged ahead. Forge and Let's get forging. In get the forging. Sky. And on May twentieth, nineteen thirty-seven, the pair took off again from. Oh, maybe they didn't. So maybe they they must have gone back to California at some point in this time because they said they took off again from Oakland, California. So I suppose they, they had stay. to start the yes. I suppose they had to start, they had to start again. it again, didn't they? From, Otherwise, from so well, yeah, maybe they repaired it, they flew back to California to have because that's where they need to start from. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, they yeah. spent a month in Hawaii and then they carried on. I mean, someone probably bought the world in that time. I think <laughs> that's also because yeah, I mean. <laughs> there was there was I think she moved to California with her husband. I think before she embarked on this whole. Even before they started mm. out from the you know earlier on in the year, so well it's not a non. It's not like just, a one attempt now because you've been. They probably spent a nice couple of weeks in uh, in Hawaii and yeah. then fucked off back. Test the plane flight. Fix back that. To fix it. Flew it back. Yeah, it yeah, works. Like, right, Start we'll again. fix it. Let's go again. So by the by this time they'd, but this time they flew east, sorry west to east. So they didn't take the same path they'd originally. Oh okay. Change chosen. It around. Yeah. Uh, so they landed in Miami. Florida for their first stop um, and from there this the trip actually went pretty well they uh, flew from South America to um, Africa and from Africa to South Asia They're so they big, were like big dangerous big bits, dangerous man, bits. Over the oceans. like she sent apparently occasional dispatches to the American newspapers describing their adventures for on in these foreign places that she'd never been before she said we're thankful we've been able to make our way successfully over those remote regions of sea and jungle 
Fuck Strangers yeah. in strange land is what she'd say, uh, or said in some of these reports. Uh, she wrote uh, that to the lay in New Guinea in June um, 29th of 1937. It's just like how they're tracking mm. her. Yeah, yeah. Cause well, there's like also like, they've got like radio that she's obviously working, you know, with a ground support because she's landing <laughs> and having to refuel, like needing, you know, people uh, to right, help yeah. her do that stuff. It'd still be like slow as fuck messaging, wouldn't it? It won't be like... Well, it's like Morse code and that sort of <laughs> shit. Paper airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Backley's there with him. <laughs> <laughs> Throw this over the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> back to America. <laughs> Uh, so three days later on July 2nd of 1937 Earhart and Noonan left New Guinea for an isolated place called Howland Island in the spe- in the Pacific Ocean the Pacific Ocean specifically that one specifically in the Pacific Ocean it's, um London Derry, London berries on the London coast London berries on the coast of the Pacific Ocean <laughs> <laughs> uh. <coughs> um so where was I? I've just took a drink and lost my spot. There, so it was supposed to be one of their last stops uh, to refuel before they reached the mainland of the United States. So they had done 22,000 miles of their journey. They only had 7,000 to go. That's they've they got basically pr- gone the whole got way around. Pretty they? much the whole way around, yeah. Um, so Uh-oh. it was Here not... They, they, they were in the last leg. Is always the way you get fucking you put complacent. The, they put the feet up, didn't they? Right, yeah. They're like, yeah, we've we done it. Last corner <laughs> of the last one. Um, and then Pidgey fucking got caught in the P- engines. Yeah, Pidgey fucking came along and, and fucked them. Got complacent, man. What happened? So, well, that's why it's the it's one of the most unsolved mysteries of the most unsolved. One of the most unsolved <laughs> mysteries ever to be. Um, so they, uh, so they they took off uh, and where is this again? Where did they take off from? Sorry, from uh, New Guinea. Okay, yeah. And so they were trying to, you know, they were trying to head, they were trying to get to a, and this is important, a, a very isolated island for refueling. Yeah. And around 7.42 local time, uh, Earhart radioed the Coast Guard cutter, um, Itztika. And according to some news sources, the ship was, so they had a ship waiting for them to help them refuel. Really? Because this is an isolated place. So I suppose it's quite dangerous because there wasn't really that many places to refuel. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so your refueling uh, uh, points is really going to dictate the yeah. route that you take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's any long journey. It's like the, um, you know, that long way round or down or mm. up or whatever they did. You know, especially on the electric bikes, like they very Service much points. have to follow because you know, because the electric, there's not that many. They haven't even had to install like in some parts of it, like mm. electric charging mm. points for them. Because you know, some of these really remote places, they're not gonna fucking electric charging exactly, points yeah, for yeah. you know electric motorbikes. But yeah, like you picking your route based on how you can refuel. So, um, so they said they obviously were radioing back and forth because they had contact with Earhart yeah. and the ship did, yeah, and so. Um, so they were trying to land on this island uh, to off, you know, so they could get the support they needed and, and to finish the, the last leg of the journey. So, um, but it seems as though, and that I read something that apparently that sort of the cloud pattern and stuff around uh, over the ocean, it could often look like this very flat island. The, you know the reflect the, the the shadows of the clouds could because this had like no profile this island apparently it was very flat mm. so um apparently they were saying 
this is from Earhart's, we, we must be on you, but we cannot see you. Uh, but gas is running low. Oh, shit. Um, Earhart, that's... Goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, that's isn't good, is it? That's a goodbye message, that is. You imagine flying a fucking plane, yeah, and then your needles, it's not like a car where you can just roll. You're in the fucking sky, yeah, right, yeah. over the ocean, in literally bumfuck nowhere, and you're running out of fuel. You've got to... Mm. You've got to land. Not only have you got to get land, you've got to get your plane near the fucking fuel, otherwise it ain't going to get back up again. Yeah, yeah. It's scary as yeah. fuck. Mm. So... They, she said that we've been unable to reach you. We we must be on. So they were like, they thought so they're like, you, we should be, we should nearest. be seeing you. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we can't see you though. Um, we, we're reaching. We were unable to reach you by radio. So I'm not sure exactly how they were transferring this information. Well, Probably the location. Flying, yeah. Well, no, but they there was transmissions that there was going back and forth. But they're saying we were unable to reach you by radio. We're flying at a thousand feet. So that's what w- was one of the. Um, so the cutter, this this uh, you know coast Sheep, guard, yeah. um, were which according to uh, you know again news sources was unable to message back to her. Unable. Yeah, they couldn't do it. So, um, do you read over? And immediate. Are you there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now they apparently just heard from about an hour later. One more time, they heard <gasps> from Earhart. They said. She, it was uh, we're on the line one five seven three seven three three seven, which I'm guessing is some longitude kind of, and latitude, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's more like a you know like a, pa- a, a flight heading. line, flight headings yeah. maybe, like flight paths. She's trying to tell them where they are. Yeah. Um, Pilot talk. Now that was at eight forty three a.m. describing a, po- a possible compass headings. Okay. Yeah. To indicate her location, we will repeat this message. We will repeat this on sixty two. Uh, thousand and ten kilo cycles, and then she says, "Wait," and that's it. So she was saying they're going to repeat that again. Was that like a different frequency? No, I'm guessing she was just like, uh, "We'll repeat this message." Oh, and then we get to a certain point. So yeah, we're on the line one five seven three three seven. We will repeat this message. Uh, We will repeat this on sixty two thousand. No, sorry, six thousand and ten. Um kilo cycles and then she just says wait and that and that was it they lost they lost contact with is that wait her saying um we're going to repeat it wait wait i don't know yeah yeah it's gonna be like five minutes or is it her going we're gonna repeat it wait (laughs) wait i don't know that's the thing yeah you need to hear her voice wouldn't you like how how i don't know if it is her voice i'm not sure if they're using any another form of communication at this point yeah i suppose it could have been it could have been the navigator morse code like apparently they were trying trying all you know available and then methods of communication to get to her and they couldn't and this is her and her co-pilot you see the thing is because if the plane goes down right if you landed the plane without fuel you'd still be able to talk surely yeah yeah because the radio's going to work it? I'm not sure her radio was working though. I think that was the problem. Like but she was intermittent because she sent that message. Yeah, but like I say, there was a lot of like technical garble yeah, about yeah, like yeah. what what these things were, and I don't think anyone's really interested in that. Like Bas- f- the basics of it is there was some communication from Earhart to the ship. Yeah, the ship couldn't return this the any information back to her. She thought that they should. She thought they were Near where them, yeah. where they should be and. 
she's like, but I can't see you. So it sounds like she's not. So she's where. gone. They've gone off course yeah. because the the ship is like, well, we can't see They're you. They're with binoculars. Um, can't on. see you. Yeah, it's not like there's that many planes flying around at that time, is yeah, there? Yeah, especially <clears throat> in such a remote place. That's like a very specific remote yeah, area. Absolutely. So they, she can't have been anywhere near them then because if they couldn't see her, you, they would have been looking well, at the horizon. I don't think she was far off, I think, but they were because she was so low on fuel, like they were obviously cutting it tight anyway. Yeah. She <coughs> was like fucked. She couldn't go off course. She couldn't alter her course, I guess. So she's going to have to try and pitch the plane down well, somewhere. And, no and one knows. And the thing yeah. is, at that this she gets point, found, which isn't going to happen. The, it doesn't sound it, like it. The Istica lost contact with it, Amelia forever at that point. So Whoa. they never knew. Only people who actually know what happened are is them, Amelia and and this yeah. Noonan fellow, mm. and anybody else that happened to come across them. But obviously, there's no well, mobile phones and, for you to be and this is what, And this is she sort of just like landed somewhere, like crashed in a forest, and a load of people come out. This is the this How is the like conspiracy element yeah. of of like you know of the whole thing like people have sort of like speculated about what could have happened she's still alive yeah she's still alive alive to this day she's never died 140 years old so following the disappearance yeah of Earhart in July 1937 uh, President Franklin Roosevelt because she's an important yeah lady in in America public figure uh, she ordered a massive search (laughs) that covered 250,000 square miles of the Pacific Fuck specific yeah. ocean Needle specifically in the Pacific. specifically the specific ocean the specific area um so Earhart's as husband also Jaws George well, Jaws he God. Jaws well, he can, can just swim around in oh, the Mr. ocean Bond. I'm really not fu- not doing the words Mr. Well Bond <laughs> George Putnam uh also financed his own search to look for her because he obviously was quite besotted with her asked her to marry him six times so um and so they probably think she's alive at this well, point she's just well, no one knows like th- th- there's th- there's potential for her to have like, survived if you think about it think about it why you'd think that she was alive you're going all right okay she said she was running out of fuel she said she was near the boat the boat could speak to her and but there was an issue couldn't send it back so if she was going to run out of fuel, she's not going to go, oh, I've run out of fuel, and then just fall out of the sky. No, no She's no. going to get to the point and go, we've got like six miles left in the tank. We're going to have to put this down. Mm. Let's just find somewhere. Yeah. Or she would have found, scoped that well in advance and gone, in the next hour, if we're going to have to find somewhere to go down. Mm. So she probably wouldn't have crashed. <clears throat> if she didn't crash, then she's probably still alive, just like no, stuck not. on a she's desert she's island. dead somewhere. Now she yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, that's where you could see people go, we've got to go out and look for her because yeah, she could yeah, have just yeah. landed on the beach. Yeah, that's why they put, like, the like fucking Wilson, a huge yeah. castaway search for her. Like, you know, they're not, they're like made efforts. She's not dead. She's just like to land months. somewhere. We don't know where she is. 18 months they looked yeah. for her. So, fucking hell. Um, so, follow, you know, like I say, these these big, uh, you know, these big search searches went on Um but n- neither of these two searches, the one the president and her husband put on separately, found any sign of, of the pilot or her navigator. Uh, so according to um, the US Navy's official conclusion of what happened to her, she was uh, 39 years old at the time of her death. <coughs> um, well, if you think she died, Earhart had run out of fuel while searching for Howland Island crashed her plane somewhere in the, in the Pacific Ocean oh, right, the and drowned. Oh, okay. Right, so that was the official belly flopped line into the sea. that they took. That you know, after this eighteen months, search, that makes sense. Though, after eighteen it? months, they like right, yeah, she's dead. This is this, this was is what, we, this think is what we think happened. This is what the most likely outcome would have been, given everything we know 
She Maybe brown bread, said, gone. Because they've done, you know, they've done <clears> a huge search. They can't find any any sign of their plane. big though, isn't it? Or, mm. yeah, they think, how many, fuck, how many people get lost at sea? The brownest of the bread. Yeah, and yeah, if it yeah. just sinks and it, you, you can't see gonna, where it is, then you're not going to find it. it. shifted no. around as well from currents, don't yeah. you? So Smashed into a thousand pieces. Mm. Yeah. So, um, she, you know, that was the legal declaration on her, uh, for her death. Brown bread. Uh, finally, that came through after that 18-month search period i guess um there's a, a point at which you've got to be like well we're just we've got to stop the search you yeah, yeah 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 fortunately absolutely okay. so not everyone um buys this official line that they said that she crashed and you know ran out of fuel and died evidence i need evidence for this on the this accusation you know, on the on in the sea this sp- in the specific part of the ocean <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they obviously lots of you know lots of sort of com- conspiracy theories have the come plane. out. The plane, show me the plane. Yeah, you know. Um, so that one of the first ideas of what could have happened to them was that um, that the Earhart Noonan managed to land the plane on uh, a place called uh, Nick Nikamuraru Island, which was previously known as Ghana Island, which is way easier to say. <laughs> uh, which apparently it's it's a remote ring-shaped sort of coral reef, uh, which is around 350 nautical miles away <coughs> from Ho- uh, Howland Island, where they were trying to she get to. She was a long way away, if that's yeah, the case. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 350 cor- fucking miles. That's like here to France. Yeah, it's, p- mm. it's pretty far. So, according to the international group for historic aircraft recovery Earhart left evidence of this in her last transmission where she told the Itzika we're on the line so that was the line that they said that (coughs) they were on points that they could have potentially gone to this Ghana Island Mm. play you know this this land there land there on this kind of like ring reef it's well, not sure. really an island. It's like a ring reef. You know what I mean? Like, like a it's shitty bit. It's like an uh, it's like, like a, a ring sand of bar. ring of sand yeah, with like water oh, in the middle. That's fucking awful. Like a coral reef in the middle. We're yeah. fucked. Uh, so, according to um, the National Geographic, Earhart meant that they were flying on a navigational line. So this was to answer our previous question was about what is that one five seven three three seven seven. Thing. thing that she said so this was the the navigational line that intersected with howland island so she's <clears> gone right i'm on this line this is where i am yeah. um but if she had uh had overshot it they might have ended up so they might have just overshot it not seen it mm. oh um no. and or gone too far around it don't know but she said that they could have ended up well national group geographic saying they could <coughs> she could have ended up on this Ghana Island. I'm just going to call it Ghana Island because yeah, this yeah. Nikamamaruru Island is <laughs> too hard to say. So com- compelling subsequent visits to this island have turned up men's and women's shoes, human bones, which have since been lost, of course. What? Uh, this was and 1930s era glass bottles, uh, which in, in cl- so I suppose as soon as the idea that these... Well, that where are these shoes from? Are they American? I don't know. Didn't really go into if it. You f- if, you, if you think that she <coughs> went, if, if they think that she went down in that neck of the woods, and this is like a bit in the middle of nowhere, in it, and yeah, you're yeah. finding like American boots there and <laughs> yeah. like bottles of water and bones belonging to and a red plane, and yeah, in a red plane, I'd say and that's a red plane. Right. No, it can't be. No, no, just, <laughs> just lose all this evidence well, as well. Could, I mean, you could have. They could have crashed the plane and swam. Like yeah, it could have yeah. been. 
you know, I can't imagine they'd have been able to land no. on the coral reef. We so they probably landed landing. it in the water and maybe got to the island. Yeah. Who Fuck. knows? You want your plane um, with you because it's like a little mini house and mm. you can take shelter. Well, no. So imagine I, if you it, can't land it on the on It's the not land. really like a shelter. It's not like a sheltered place. It's That's like what I'm saying. You need the plane for shelter. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you can't land it on land and you've got to put it in the sea, you're like, fuck, what we're going to lose that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't even got like a little house. <coughs> so uh, so this glass bo- bottle apparently was um, inc- one of them, they're saying, could have uh, it contained freckle cream, which I don't know what that is. Oh, the <laughs> suntan lotion suntan from back lotion. in the day or something. Yeah, freckle cream. <coughs> um, so an international, the International Group of Historic Aircraft Recovery believes that uh, several garbled radio messages... So they're saying that the last radio message they heard was that one where they were on the line. Officially. We will repeat mm. this message. Mm-hmm. Wait, like, whatever that means. Um, but they're saying that there was some, like, you know, apparent garbled messages um, heard by Americans and Australians which uh, was could be heard, um, you know, on, on certain radios. So, like, you know, this it's all a bit After dipped, the fact. iffy-wishy. Because yeah. Not like, really, because if you're... Well, no, if but if, you're, if someone's going, oh, well, Earhart's gone missing, and they're like, well, I got a garbled message from her. Yeah, they're not going like, to you know? say that they got a message from her. They're like being... I think back then, there's not, they're not blacking it. They're saying, oh, around that no, time, for your information, we were getting this garbled... We no, were getting no, a no. sporadic talking, garbled message. Yeah, we're talking... People with radios here. We're not yeah. talking military. That's what I'm saying. It's so they would be helping. They'd be like, yeah, we did. With something yeah, came through. Yeah, we don't know what it was, but it, yeah, yeah. Listen, everyone wants a fucking five minutes of fame. Yeah, don't I don't they? know. I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I think that they're not gonna. Have, I don't. I believe in people. They're in the middle of nowhere. And this is like a crucial search, like for people's lives. And if they're going, oh, something just came through on my radio. You tell them. Well, apparently, one of one such lady who was from Kentucky picked up. On her radio. In Kentucky? Yeah. Uh, we can't stay here long, she said. That's what she picked up. Um, while some who believe that the Garner Island theory say that Amelia Earhart died of starvation and dehydration, as did probably Noon and her Sounds co-, co- like. Or maybe just Earhart survived the crash and Noonan died. Like, you know, yeah. you just don't know. But, um, but if she's saying we can't stay here long, it seems that they would both be alive on this yeah, yeah, yeah. this island um and surely this 250,000 mile like they would have covered this island surely you would have thought so wouldn't you like that's 350 nautical miles from where they were supposed to be you'd be like well where's the nearest island let's check there yeah you'd check all the islands first mm. yeah yeah before us trying to find a floating moving object in the ocean exactly so um they say that you know obviously dehydration starvation starvation would have been um, yeah, yeah. The likely causes of death if they manage to 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 land and not die in the crash um, Fuck that. and drown, but apparently there's more horrific stories that have followed in this sort Someone's of like Someone's going to get cannibalised, aren't they, by a local you know, tribe? That these castaways would have been. Mike's going to go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like in slow motion falling. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. It's there we go. Oh, again. No, That's going to fall again, Rob. It's your, um, the, the little thing stopping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's going wrong. It's all going wrong. Wait. <laughs> Last message. Wait, wait. <laughs> ah. He's gone. He's gone. <coughs> Rob's he's, he's in trouble. There he is. <laughs> there he is. There we go. There we go. Fucking he's hell. like, there we go. As he weird, <laughs> he bends his neck to try and get down there. Um, 
So they say that, uh, you know, she was just eaten by crabs, basically. Whoa. <laughs> she was eaten by crabs. Oh, was yeah. next level saying she got crabs? Yeah, because, yeah, eaten by coconut crabs. Yeah, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Because if you were, I suppose if you were injured or like, you know, like just sort of starved, like oh hungry yourself, like coconut crabs are going to go to town, aren't they? Could, yeah. Well, look at this tasty human. <laughs> Hopefully when you're dead, though. You're not eating alive. Um, <clears> so they, s- they say this skeleton that was there may have belonged... How have they not got the bones? To oh, Egypt. It's probably fucking nicked or something. It's one of them. I mean, it's <laughs> someone's like got over one in time, the someone's like, oh, let's go to the island, mm. found bones, and f- someone's got them in a cupboard, yeah. like you say, somewhere. Yeah. These could be Amelia Earhart's bones. I could sell them for millions. And then they forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they um, apparently the, the body or this, this skeleton, these bones were pretty fractured. Uh, so you know, it, it could have been that this that she was wounded or dying, laying already dead on the beach, died on the beach. Or one of them was. A whole all the her blood would have attracted hungry creatures from you know around a coral reef, which I can imagine is yeah. pretty fucking savage yeah, to yeah. be honest. Sharks and all sorts of shit would yeah, have been. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that kind of climate. So uh, another grim theory about what happened was that um, Amelia uh, and her co-pilot, um, or her navigator that he was, uh, would, would apparently got uh, sort of landed in Japanese-controlled, managed to find their way to a Japanese-controlled... Because World War II was going on. Uh, not, no, not at this point. 1937. Yeah. Was it going on yep. there? Oh, okay. So, yeah, then like the Japanese are like well into it, aren't they? They love, <coughs> they love taking shit no, over. They might know a lot more than they're saying then. Yeah. So, well, they're saying that that they could have landed in in you know a Japanese controlled island because they controlled a lot. Like oh, they controlled. Was, hang on, South no, World War Two wasn't going then, was it? No, no I don't it wasn't think it going. was. No, no. So I'm my dad's it's like it's like in the like mid to late forties. Forty one. Forty one. But but it's not stopping the Japanese from controlling places. The f- the Japanese controlled sat the whole of Korea for a long time. Yeah, true. Before, um, before the war ended, yeah. so I can imagine <coughs> there was there was a whole period of time when when like you know Koreans were fleeing, and you know uh, to China from Korea because yeah. of the hefty Japanese rule that was going on. Anyway, so this theory is saying that you know Earhart Noonan landed. And they were captured Slaved. by the Japanese, yeah, put in, <coughs> tortured, killed, or others claim that they capture was all part of a US government plot. Um, and that the Americans were using the rescue mission as a way to spy on the, chi- on the Japanese. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, one of these, you, you never know, you can't put it past the government's, <laughs> like we all know what the government's. She might have been um, a political pawn. It could have been a political move, yeah. Um whether she was privy to it or not, I don't know. But and you'd um, think you'd know though if, if she was captured by the Japanese or like she landed near them and they picked her up, but you wouldn't. They just wouldn't. No, they just keep no. it quiet. No, you fuck it. Yeah, yeah they can't exactly. Br- well, I mean, they did it. They did it to enough freaking soldiers. Yeah. So <coughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why would a pilot be any different? I don't know, man. Um, <coughs> I don't know. Even if she wasn't doing, you know, if even if it wasn't a military endeavor, it was just a world record endeavor. They don't care about that shit. Well, they could easily they say it was military. They two just Americans see a pilot. Just, they could say two, like two Americans just fell out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Onto our fucking what islands. What are you doing? Oh, we're just flying around the world. Fuck off, are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this version of a th- the theory also states <coughs> that Earhart Noonan 
uh, returned to the United States. If 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 we're talking about it being a military like endeavor yeah, yeah, yeah. that they were part of and that they knew they were doing, uh, that they got safe passage back to the United States under different names. Nah, um, not buying that. No. But naysayers well. point out that Earhart was running low on fuel when she vanished. So like, yeah, I think it's how, what how happened. Getting to Brownist, and what we're talking about here are the Marshall Islands, which are about eight hundred miles away from where her last known location was. So we're talking like, if she was low on fuel at that point, how she got? Yeah, they would have known where she refueled last time, how far she'd gone. Yeah, how many? How's she getting that far to these islands? I think she just probably went down. I do. Mm. Um, Years later, no one knows for sure what's what happened it seems like she just went down the planes missing as well so you know yeah probably I think ocean um, then yeah i mean the mo- it's the 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 line they took the government took to to explain her um, have they've never found her plane no i don't think so i feel like they found a plane for some reason oh i, I feel mean, like i've seen a picture of something i mean i, I might be wrong quick <coughs> googs and see you should i mean did they ever Find Earhart. Earhart, motherfucker. Plane. Plane. Did they? Oh, well, um, possibly. Possibly. Amelia Earhart's plane possibly found (coughs) in the um, Garner Island Lagoon. Oh, so they hit the water, they think. How they surely you'd know if it was her plane? (coughs) So just say Emma is submerged at the. Tierra Split Spit in the Nicka Marunu Lagoon. Nicka <laughs> 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 Glory. Nicka Glory. Formerly known as Ghana <coughs> Island is believed to be the final resting place. So I think that, I that think, one yeah. is I think this is recently found. I think it's recent. Uh, there was some update on... In 2020, an yeah, object is discovered showing what may be a large piece of plane wreckage exhibiting angles that are curiously consistent in size and shape to some aircraft parts, most likely a section or uh, of the wing, though not yet sus- uh, substantiated. So it's sort of like they y- can see something. Yeah, I knew there was something. I knew there was something. The like possible wing portion, now known as the tiara object, was found by Navy veteran Michael Ashmore on Apple Maps. Oh, so it's like that, yeah, it's, it's like scanned. that time Jesus where Christ. someone Google fucking earthed like this this lake near uh, well, like a load yeah, of houses yeah, yeah. and there was a f- and they were like there's a fucking car in that lake and yeah. it turned out to be like a kid who driv- died and gone missing 30 years earlier and he's just sitting and there just like fucking sitting in like literally meters away yeah from i've people. seen that picture and you can see it clear see the, as but day. you can uh, only from a certain from, angle from which is from above nascar lines um, that shit so, so th- it seems that that is probably you know, either it doesn't mean that if they only found a part of the plane that she crashed, it, it means that the plane's been there for like a hundred years and it might have just fell apart. Mm. It's been outside and, and drifted, in, yeah, but moved. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it seems it's like because, because this like line that she was on that she in her last transmission or last her like properly, you know, yes, that's her, we know for sure it's it's her. Um, that's the line they, you know, they're sort of she's it's very it's very likely that they could have. <clears throat> She could have gone, or oh, there's not there's there's some kind of land there. Yeah, well, you would. It's not. You need to be near amazing. that. It can't be uh, over the water. You can't just go water or uh, ditch it in the water instead of land. If you can see land, you can walk on that. I'll go get there. Mm. I mean, yeah, um, but th- uh, you can't deny that the woman has gone down in history. Oh for yeah. Not only 
crashing and dying in her endeavour to counter. She's been a legend and then a mystery. Yeah. You know, s- circumvent the fucking earth, whatever. But nearly did it. she she nearly did it and failed. It, failed. I'm not having it. Failed. Didn't do it though. But she she failed at the last hurdle. She got complacent. She got complacent. Um, she didn't even finish the race. And though. it's sad because you're like, oh, she all she had to do was just find that island and she just couldn't find it for whatever reason that day and it, it didn't even seem like it was like bad storm or weather you know it was just like why why can't you find that it's noonan's fault just be you know if you make a mistake on a sorry map. did you say uh, latitude 1.24 <laughs> or 1.82 yeah, yeah. Ah, ah shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong one. We're like two hundred miles. Gary, away. you brick! Fuck. The, the, the last yeah, call. Gary, you brick! Yeah, oh, you can't. Fuck. You can't fuck it up when you've got no fuel. No, <laughs> like, no. like you've got no turnaround, have you? Like, no, no, no. If you make the wrong path and you go off course, there is no room for error. Three hundred miles or so, you're you can't. Fun, that's fun. it. You got to land there because that's you've and got no. no fuel one, and no one knows you're there. No one's going to come and <coughs> you're stuck there when there's that. Some, there's something about me that thinks that she was that accomplished as a pilot that she wouldn't have let it crash. Uh, she'd have made attempts to crash land it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she wouldn't have just like, oh, no, oh you'd be shit, I've run out of fuel and we're just going to... Oh, nice, no, you wouldn't do that. Nice, no, no. You know, uh, nosedive the fucking... No way. The you'd wait, you'd, no, there's, they'd never do that. What they do is they wait until like, you've got like, you're running on fumes and you've got mm. <laughs> you, you, your needles in the red and they go, right, well, we're going down now. We're going to land because if yeah, we yeah. don't land, we're going to fall out the fucking sky. So <laughs> we just need to look yeah. for the flattest bit of rock around us or water, if that's the case, yeah, and yeah. get down controlled because otherwise yeah, yeah. it's an out of control descent. It's just a stone dropping into water. Otherwise. I mean, yeah. there, were, there were other bits of transmission. Um, Earhart... Uh, this is just off, which I didn't write in, but um, running out of gas, only half an hour left. Ca- uh, left can't HR us at all. Don't know what HR is. Can't HR us at all. Human resources. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can't human resources. HR. Uh, we HR her. Can't. Maybe it's something to do with seeing her. <laughs> but these were like parts of transmission. Um, these were logs from the Istica radio. Earhart on northwest what northwest says running out of gas only half an hour. That's why I didn't write this down because they were like very confusing. Yeah, like aviation mm. talk is 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 um, like it's just like really to the point. There's no like yeah. human aspects. It's difficult to read. It's like yeah, just so numbers and headings. Fancy, fancy something from Greg? So we'll be back in yeah, half yeah. hour. <laughs> Delta yeah. four Tango one point two east. And you're like what? Yeah. So that this is because like we're. You know, we're aware that you're running out of gas. You're on a northwest setting, I guess. Um, this was another log from, you know, um, two minutes after they, you know, she said, uh, Istica, we must be on you. We cannot see you, but gas is running low. Been unable to reach you by radio. We are flying at a thousand feet. Um, oh, no. Unable to reach my radio. Maybe mm-hmm. if she could talk to them, it would be different. And then, and then the, the next one, I think was yeah oh my god we're gonna die in her la- so yeah this Holy was shit, the water's seven, getting close 742 she's already saying they're running low on f- gas she said half an hour she said she? in her la- well they said i think this was the the istica radio log air heart i think this is their trying to then communicate with her what's the only thing we've got that you've got half an hour left but then an hour later she's saying we're on the line we will repeat this message we will repeat at this 6,210 kilocycles weight and that was the last known. Was she on the ground at that point? Well, 
Don't know. Was she on the ground? an hour later. That's what I'm saying. because we're on the line. I mean, I don't know. Who fucking who knows? knows? Well, this is the thing. This is Everyone's like, who knows? I want to know. And if she know. was down, Everyone she wants crashed. to know. And they're like, we can't figure it out oh, because bastard. the only people actually know are dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're very definitely dead at this point. Yeah, they're dead yeah. now. Even if they sure. didn't die earlier on. If there was some conspiracy around like the, nev- the we'll government. Ne- we'll never know. Japanese spying. Then... There might be some other people who know, but... We'll never know. But we'll never know. Well, that's interesting. So, that's Amelia Hart. Like, I could have gone on, like, the... Oh, yeah, of course. ...reams of information on her because she's such a prominent, like, lady. Adventurist. Yeah. So, there you go. It's Amelia. Nice. Good old Amelia Hart flying lady. She's cool, man. The flying lady of the West. She's dead, though. She dead. (coughs) She died. She dead. She dead. She went down in history as a very... Was a failure. She didn't fail. get around the world. Yeah. Big fail. Complete fail. <laughs> she failed it. Died trying to do this. Didn't make it. Useless. Do you remember that person? Nah, she, she didn't, didn't do it. it. She didn't do it. She fucked, she fucked <laughs> it up. She got, she got complacent. Like the person, I can't remember her name because she didn't do it. So yeah. uh, no <laughs> point remembering her. Uh, useless. <laughs> Give back your cross. Didn't even come second, mate. Yeah. Didn't even come last. Didn't yeah. complete it. She didn't even complete it. Couldn't Just even get... Crashed. She's fucking... Gone. Landed it badly. Died. She got gone. Eaten, she got eaten by, by crabs. Crazy. Crazy. All right, well, that's it. Thanks to our sponsors and patrons, cool. everyone who gives us money. That's We <laughs> appreciate it very much. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. Um, hopefully, well, we will do you a Patreon episode now. Yeah. Yes, we will. Patreon Let's do it. You can listen to more of us randomly and all about shit. See you next week. Slides. Lay ours. Don't become an episode. <laughs>